Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and the triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? It's this the is not, No, this no, is not you how you do it. You said all I have to do is like this. No, angle you've it. got to angle it and point the oh, mic. Okay. It's actually a lot trickier than it looks. So you've got to be active with it. It's like a oh, microphone. Okay. I think it's going to be an issue with you chewing gum. Where are you going to put that? Oh, I'm going to hold it. No, wait. No, I'll just hold it. It's fine. That's disgusting. You need to also make sure <clears> you speak really clearly. Okay, <clears> let's start again. Hi, Sarah. Hey, honey. So this is the 51st episode of Her Daily Drive, and we're doing something a little bit different today. Yeah, for starters, there is a male voice on here, which is you, which is kind of like freaky for me because I think that it's kind of breaking the code. But it's diversity. Diversity is always a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, sure. Plus, I've had to go through a rigorous microphone holding class <laughs> just to be able to record today, so I feel like I've deserved it. So it was actually my idea that we have the 51st episode would be me interviewing you. How are you feeling about that? Super nervous because the whole point of her daily drive was that I was sort of the facilitator and I didn't actually have to be interviewed all the time and I feel really weird that you're interviewing me. I love it. I feel like this is what I was born to do. Today, we're going to start with some getting to know you questions. Let's say you are on a deserted island and you can only take one species with you. Me or Max, our dog. Just quick side note before I answer that. It is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And we had a Mother's Day lunch yesterday and I asked your nan this exact question. What would you take with you? And she said, I'd take my crochet hooks, some knitting wool or whatever so I could make myself a blanket. And I was like, wouldn't you just take a blanket? Like, why do you have to take the crochet hooks and the stuff to make it? So anyway. Don't avoid the question. (laughs) Me or Max, who would you take with you on the deserted island? It's obviously you. Couple questions I actually don't know the answer to. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is green, but not to actually wear. So I love wearing like deep blues and maroons, but I really like the color green. Favorite Bible verse? I would have no idea off the top of my head. I feel like this is massive stigma in Christianity where you have to always be like, what's your life first? And for me, I'm like, I don't know, can I go get my journal and like check them all because I don't remember. I love your cooking. What is your favorite recipe, Sarah, to cook? That's also really hard because I love cooking, like you said. I have lots of favorite recipes and we kind of circulate through a whole lot of them, but something that I know off the top of my head now that I do quite well is chicken stroganoff, your favorite. Jamie Oliver, thank you. And finally, Sarah, we've traveled many places around the world. What is the best place? around the world that you have been to. What's your favourite so far? My favourite city would have to be Nice. We went there and we bike rode, but I think it's also what you do there. So it's the experience. So for us, it was like Nice was one of the last ones we went to on our trip around Europe and it was kind of the bike road. We went to some tapas bars. We just sat on the beach and eating churros and chocolate and it just was like a really cool end to our trip. So I think Nice for me was really pretty and beautiful and I loved it. What's your favourite part about your husband? (laughs) Note the pause. (laughs) I love that you love Jesus. All right, well, let's move on. Her Daily Drive has been a dream you've had for many years now. And uh, it's something I've really watched come alive in you and now come to fruition. That's the 51st episode. You've got listeners all over the world in Tokyo, in America, in Europe, and even New Zealand because uh, they need to know 
Jesus too. Can I just quickly say, I am actually like half Kiwi, so don't be offended, New Zealanders. Tell us the story of her daily drive. How did this come to be and why do you do this? So her daily drive started, and you obviously know this. This is why I feel weird talking to you because you already know the answers. So I'm like, this is so weird. But but I love hearing you talk. Yeah, great. Okay, that's always a plus. I can't remember the exact point, but it pretty much was that in my small group, we were all discussing maybe like four or five years ago now, how hard it was to actually sit and spend time with God and read our Bibles. And I thought it'd be awesome if the car time that we had each day driving to work was actually used for something good. And at that stage, I kind of was starting to listen to a lot of podcasts myself. However, a lot of those podcasts were an hour long sermon. And I was like, I only have 20 minutes to get to work. Like I really don't have enough time for an hour long sermon to have to listen to it and then remember what it was when I come back to it. And so that's where her daily drive was birthed. This whole idea of we have this car time where we can sit for 10, 15, 20 minutes and just listen to another lady's story that hopefully points us to Jesus and gets our relationship with God deeper. For me, it was really cool because I remember we went away to um, the Great Ocean Road and one of my favorite days actually of our marriage was we went driving for six hours along the Great Ocean Road. And I remember for six hours straight, we just prayed and dreamed and talked about this. It sounds a lot holier than it was probably on the day, but I just remember being together and going, wow, this would be a really cool thing to do. And just seeing it over the last two to three years and now it's actually a reality. For me, it makes that holiday probably my favorite holiday we've ever been on, even better than Europe. Because what? <laughs> it was just like, you know, God really breathed something into you over those holidays and it's been cool to see you follow it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a question that leads on from that? I was fascinated by my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. How do you feel about the journey of her daily drive? I think when I think about her daily drive, I sometimes get quite overwhelmed because for me, it seemed like such a massive thing that we talked about being uncertain if it's going to work. A lot of me relying on God to actually pull through with women for me to interview. I feel very blessed to have all these women that have been interviewed. So the uh, 50 of them that have been interviewed prior to this one, I cannot even believe that some of them come back for a second time and actually want to share again, which is incredible. And I love hearing their stories every Monday morning. I actually tune in and listen again because when I'm interviewing and when I'm editing it, I'm thinking about other things. And so for me, listening to it, like I just also feel so encouraged and inspired from those ladies and their stories that they've had. And it changes me as well, which I love. And so the journey's just been really fun and exciting and also, you know, had challenges. But overall, it's just been really fun. Do you remember in the early days where you used to be like, Michael, imagine, imagine if 10 people listened to it. I remember when I first got 25 people and I was like, honey, I think we're going to make 30 listeners. <laughs> It's revival. <laughs> it's so fun. I think like it was never about listeners and it won't ever be about listeners. I can go weeks without looking about who's, you know, statistics and everything. But then it is kind of really encouraging sometimes to look at it and be like, wow, like it's encouraging for me because I know that women come and they sit on my couch and they share their heart and soul. And for me, it's encouraging to see listeners supporting them and actually, you know, giving them a voice, which is really cool. And I love that. Yeah, because it's not even mainly about your voice. It's about the voices that you get to empower. But I think for me, being your husband, I love the voice that you have and often the wisdom that you bring me. And you shared today's topic with me a little while ago. And we said, hey, this would be really cool to do her daily drive with. So Sarah, what is the topic you would like to share about today? I would love to talk about the journey. And this is not necessarily her daily drive journey. It's actually the journey of choosing the narrow path over the wide path that the Bible talks about. Why is this an important topic for Christians today, do you think? 
I think it's an important topic because it's so flippin' hard. As a Christian, I always just assumed that I was on the narrow path. And that's kind of what I shared with you that morning when I was just thinking about this. I just assumed it was like a default setting because if you ask God into your heart and love him, it's like, oh, well done, now you're on the narrow path. However, God is teaching me that this isn't actually the case. Slowly, I'm becoming more aware that it's not by default that I end up on the narrow road. I have to be intentional and being intentional can be really hard, which is why I think it's really important to talk about so we can encourage and inspire one another to stay on that path because it's not easy. And this whole narrow path, like I said, can be found in the Bible. It's in Matthew. It talks about us being able to enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. But the fact that the wide gate is really easy and it's easy to see and a lot of people choose that way, but the narrow gate is really hard to find and it's difficult and it's off the road and only few find it. And it's that whole idea that the narrow gate is the way God wants us to go and the world is forever calling and beckoning us to, you know, given to sinful desires and given to the doubt, the discouragement, the distraction that the world throws at us rather than listening to God's voice on the narrow road. What experience do you have with the narrow path and the wide road? I was doing a devotion one morning and it just kind of occurred to me, I think there's not one experience, but it's a whole lot of experiences that I've kind of been challenged with. Thinking about this narrow road and this wide road and the fact that I'm not just thrown by default onto the narrow road, I thought about these four questions. Did I just spend hundreds of dollars on material possessions when I knew that down the road there was a caravan park that just had everything they owned flooded um, and washed away? Did I put down other brothers and sisters in Christ when I gossiped last week? And did I selfishly choose to stay in my comfort zone with friends rather than seek out the new and lost at church or even in my workplace? Did I give in to the thoughts controlled by the desires of this world rather than think about the thoughts of God? I have been really challenged with this lately because we are all human and it's so easy to follow that voice of the world and to choose the wide path. But the point of the narrow path is that we actually as Christians find out what it's like to follow Jesus. And it's not always easy. It's not always comfortable, but it is really the best road to follow. And that's kind of my experience is that I'm slowly starting to work out, okay, instead of listening to the world's voice, how can I listen to that really quiet hidden voice that I know inside me is God saying that that's not the way of the narrow path. What does the Bible say about the narrow path? The Bible has a couple of verses that, well, quite a few probably about the narrow path, but two in particular that I really like. One's Matthew 7, 13 to 14, and it says, You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only few ever find it. And I kind of wanted to highlight these two parts where it's like you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. And I think as a Christian, the narrow gate for me is the way of God. And so it's loving your neighbor as yourself. It's loving God before anything else in the world. And so that's the only way to get to heaven is through that narrow gate. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only few ever find it. And I don't think this means God's hiding the gate from us. What I think it means is that the world distracts us and pulls us away and their voice is very loud and their road appears easier at the time, but it's not in the long run. The second verse is from Luke 9:23. Then Jesus said to the crowd, If any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. And I think this is just another great reminder of giving up our own way is actually giving up that wide path where the world's calling us to do all the things the world wants us to do. But we actually take up our cross and we follow God and we say, what is God's character and what would he actually do? And God, help me in this scenario. It doesn't sound easy. And I think you and I both know that following the narrow path is something we don't always succeed at doing. Not at all. I think it's an everyday struggle. 
what do you hold on to, Sarah? What inspires you to stay on the narrow path outside of Scripture when it gets hard? Apart from Scripture, songs often really speak to me, and I love listening mm. to worship music in the car. I am the kind of person, though, who can listen to one song on repeat for an entire school term, and I actually love it and don't even care that it's the exact same because I'm, like, reliving the moment every single day for, like, five times a day, unlike you, who listens to new music all the time. Whoa, that's fine. <laughs> A song I listened to on repeat recently, especially when I was writing this, isn't even a Christian song actually, but it has this great line that I love and it was hold on to me because I'm a little unsteady. It's Unsteady by X Ambassadors. I know it's not a Christian song, but even those lines, I was like, yeah, it's so cool. Like it reminded me that in this time where I'm unsteady, I need to hold on to God. So every time I'm unsteady and I'm, you know, heading to the wide path because it looks so appealing from the outside and there's people calling me to go there, I need to actually go back and hold on to God and what his word says in the hard times on that little narrow path. The second thing that inspires me, which kind of leads onto that holding on to God, is that actually spending time with him. So when I spend time in his word and when I spend time reading devotions and just exploring what God has for me, it really helps me to stay on that narrow path because I think he encourages and inspires me through his word. And so I love that as well. Before we finish today, do you have any final words of encouragement to the listeners? Yes, I wanted to say in terms of the narrow path, don't forget that, especially Christians, it's not actually a default setting of becoming a Christian. It's an intentional choice. So intentionally choose the narrow path every day. It's not a default. The wide path is calling us every day, but the narrow path leads to life and love and purpose and fulfillment. And it's so much better in the long run. And yes, we will get it wrong, but don't get discouraged and disheartened. If you find yourself on the wide path, head back over to the narrow path. I think that's just part of the journey. Sarah, thank you for encouraging and inspiring us today. I'm so proud of you. And I think it's amazing that I get to be the first guy on here outside of our dog, Max. I just think what you said today is encouraging, inspiring. I remember when you told me, I was like, wow, this is really challenging to me. You need to share this with others. So I hope others out there have been inspired. What I love about her daily drive is I've actually got male friends that also listen to this as well. So just want to start a petition for you changing the name to The Daily Drive, but that can be up in the air for now. Any no thoughts way. on that? <laughs> no, I love her Daily Drive. I love this community of women that we have and this community of listeners that do include men also. I might start a His Daily Drive and just copy your podcasts onto it just to be inclusive. Copy and paste. Yeah, copy and paste. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for being here. To end today, thank you to all of you who support and listen to her daily drive. To all those who have been interviewed, thank you. You inspire and encourage more women than you will know. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Oh, oh, oh. How just me, honey? Oh, oh, ah. Do you even listen to it? You don't even know the tune. Oh, oh, ah. No, that's not it. What? I just got it.